Kenny Garrett, and I'm the pastor of the General Baptist Church, God's House of Prayer, located in Fairborn, Ohio, and I thank you for joining us for this special message from the church. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. I hope that as you've spent this time kind of isolated in the past week or so, and you're listening to this, that you're well. I know it's a very uncertain time, and uh, most alarming, is, from my perspective, is seeing the amount of churches that uh, clung to still meeting and uh, coming together and, and Christians that were uh, tied up in that process uh, thinking that that's the only thing that the church does, and somehow the church is silenced through this. Now, loving to go to church and meeting as a church is uh, certainly a blessing and not a bad thing, but in times like these, we have to realize uh, that we must be the church. Now, as I say that to you, if you're not exactly certain what I'm talking about, you might be one of the many that come to church, uh, sit on a pew, you consume three or four songs, you listen to a sermon, then you get in your car and you head home. And this process has made the American churchgoer a consumer. And if that's your Sunday morning process, then you can uh, get that stuff in a much more convenient way. In the day and time in which we live, you can log on to one or two out of the many devices that you own. You can listen to a podcast like this one. You can watch a sermon online. You can head over to YouTube and listen to three or four worship songs, all on your own time and all in the comfort of your jammies. So then, if that's where your faith, faith rests, on that tradition of three or four songs in a sermon, then when someone comes along and says, now is the time to be the church, you're not exactly sure what to do or what that looks like. Our church up on Vine Street is all about serving one another. Now, we do have three or four hymns praising God and the preaching of God's Word, but that's only a portion of what we do, and it's not the culmination of our faith. We bear one another's burdens, as the Bible tells us to. We pray. We know each other. We're known to each other. We cook food. We wash dishes, and we look after one another. We share in each other's trials and our tribulations, and we also celebrate our blessings together. And most of all, we love one another. So when you look at everything the church actually is, you find it very hard to re reproduce that in an electronic format. Us gathering together is essential, but it's only a portion of what it is that we do. We come together to do everything that we cannot do alone. Now, oftentimes the world uh, thinks that it will continue as it always has. And the Bible discusses this and tells us that that's not true, that things will change. And we're in a time of a change, a great change in our nation. Uh, the church will be needed, and we find ourselves standing here together. 
not so much seeking to keep things as they always were, but looking to the situation that we're in and looking to Christ through it and finding ways to display His grace and His love in the time in which we now reside. One of my favorite uh, passages from the Old Testament is found in the 11th chapter of Numbers, and it talks all about uh, the children of Israel living off the manna that God is giving them, and they've grown tired of a steady diet of manna, and they long for the days when they were in bondage in Egypt because the food was better. They had garlic and melon and onions and uh, things of that sort, and now they're crying out to Moses to give them meat. They no longer want the manna from God. They want meat. And we pick up here in Numbers chapter 11. We'll start in verse 11, where Moses has heard their concern and their cries, and he's taking them to the Lord. And verse 11 says, And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou, may, that thou layest the burden of all these people upon me? Have I conceived all these people? Have I begotten them, that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom as a nursing father beareth the sucking child, unto the land which thou swearest unto their fathers? Whence should I have flesh to give unto all this people? For they weep unto me, saying, Give us flesh that we may eat. I am not able to bear all this people alone, because it is too heavy for me. And if thou deal thus with me, kill me, I pray thee, out of hand. If I have found favor in thy sight, let me not see my wretchedness. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seven men, seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the Spirit which is upon thee, and will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. So this is one of the first times uh, and most direct ways we see God speaking uh, to Moses about uh, the blessings that he has given him, not only in himself, leading him through this time of burden where his stress level is so much that he just wants to die. And God says that there's a blessing in the people around you that I've given these people to you, that they'll bear this burden alongside of you and you are not alone. You have me and you have uh, the elders of the congregation. So we at Vine Street gather together, bear one another's burdens in this exact same way. And it's the people of God assembling together, being the church, is how we display the grace of God to the world so that those outside the church are looking into us during this time and seeing how we respond and how we still love one another, bear one another's burdens, celebrate our blessings and are with each other in our trials and our tribulations. This world is going to realize their need for Christ and His church in the days and weeks to come in a way like never before. So I urge you not to waste this time. In the past week, we've seen donations to our blessing box increase from the community. Uh, even in the wake of bare shelves at the grocery store, uh, we've seen people inside Fairborn giving more uh, to the people around them that are in the most need. Now, we as a church have provided some sliced ham, some lunch meat to two different temporary daycares that have assembled due to the parents still working 
and the children being out of school, and we've provided lunch for those children for the week. And while God's people were involved in these blessings to the community, to the community, the generosity and love that motivated this giving comes only from the Lord. We owe the praise to God if we receive the blessings or if He blesses people through us. Uh, we ho- we owe Him all of the praise, and this, I believe, is only the beginning. On the church door yesterday, I posted a notice uh, that says that our services are canceled until further notice. But nowhere on that notice does it talk about any teaching that we have online or anything on Facebook, but instead talks about prayer and how people can be involved. And there's some scriptures there about trusting the Lord and how how the community can contact us uh, if they need assistance so that we can actually be the church there in Fairborn, come alongside and assist our fellow human beings in this great time of need. In the last chapter of Mark in the King James Bible, it talks about us taking up serpents and drinking poison, healing the sick, and anytime these scriptures are discussed in a church, I often talk about how it points to our divine protection as the people of God, and that these verses are simply telling us not to let what's outside keep us in the safety of our church building, that we're called to go out and be the church, that we have to be bold to be the church that Christ has called us to be. And individually, we need to be the Christian that Christ died on a cross to ransom and display his grace and worship him in every situation we find ourselves. But this is not the time to click on a link somewhere, listen to a sermon, hear a couple songs, and check that off our list and say to ourselves, there, I did it. This is a time to pray. This is a time to fast. This is a time to communicate. This is a time to reach out to our family and our neighbors and our community. This is a time for us to love one another and forgive one another and to grow, and to rest from our normal day-to-day. It's a time to make sure that God is first in everything that we do. Again, I urge you not to waste this time. This time apart should make a growing a longing inside of us to come together once again as a church. It's a very uh, right way to feel that God's people should want to assemble together and to be together uh, so that we can celebrate our blessings and our be together and bear one another's burdens through our trials and our tribulations. As I approach this time, not being able to go to church and be with uh, each and every one of you, I thought back to what the Bible talks about in the first in first Corinthians chapter seven. You'll see the scriptures, leading up, talking about a husband and wife. And in verse 5, it says, Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again. So the Word of God here is talking about a husband and wife abstaining from the normal intimacy of the marriage bed so that they might give themselves to fasting and prayer. Now, we should be in the same type of mindset While we're unable to assemble for the good of our brothers and sisters in Christ and for the good of our community and nation, 
Uh, we have to take a break from assembling together through our consent, and it should create a longing in us to come together once again. But we should use that time to devote ourselves to fasting and prayer. That when we come through the other side of this pandemic, uh, that I'm certain that each one of us will find a new joy in what the psalmist writes in Psalms 122. It says, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together, whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that they shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. Will you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you've given us. I pray uh, that you be with all those that are sick and afraid during this time, Lord, uh, that you heal those uh, that are sick, be with the caregivers, with the families, and comfort them, Lord. We pray that you bless and protect uh, those of us that are on the front lines in this pandemic, that you be with the doctors, the nurses, the hospital staff, the paramedics, that you protect them all uh, as they work toward uh, our good. We pray, Lord, for our community, for our church, for the people that reside in it, each and every home that's represented there, Lord, uh, for our nation and for its leaders. And we pray that your will is done throughout our land, that this is a time of healing, that this is a time of uh, reflection of where each one of us stand with you, Lord, uh, that there might be souls saved that come out of this, uh, that you urge each one of them that you be with the church and with other Christians and help us to witness and show your love uh, to each other that more might come to know you. We, we ask you, Lord, that you draw us each closer to each other as you draw us closer to yourself, and we will never fail to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.